Welcome to the Places Where We Go podcast. Hello, I'm Julie. And I'm Art. Join us as we share our travel stories. We'll tell you about where we've been, what we saw, and what we did. We're always looking for a bit of an adventure. Sometimes we travel far. Sometimes we explore the places close to our home. Wherever we go, we'll let you know about the highlights and top tips to help you plan your future adventures. This is the Places Where We Go podcast. Welcome back to the Places Where We Go podcast, where today we're going to continue our travels in Texas. So the last couple of episodes, we talked to you about a trip we took to San Antonio and we decided, hey, if we're going to be in San Antonio, what else might we be able to see that's kind of nearby? In general, that's what we usually do because it makes it a little more interesting for us. And you get more bang for the buck when you have to Fly get it. Or, yeah. Yeah, or drive. Yeah. We're there. So <laughs> We're there. Check it out. And we looked on the map and said, hey, Austin, which is another place that we've had on our radar to go to and have never been to, is only about 90 minutes away from San Antonio. So we stuck Austin on the tail end of our Texas trip. When we were done with San Antonio, we jumped in the car, took that 90-minute drive, and showed up in Austin, Texas. And we're going to get right to the highlights of our visit. One of the biggest highlights of our visit that we particularly wanted to see was the Lyndon B. Johnson Presidential Library. We are trying to hit as many libraries, presidential libraries, as we can. We've gotten to a couple of them, so we figured we were in Texas, this was near, we're going to go to this one too and and start taking more and more off the list. Yep, we have many more still to see, many like kind of one by yeah. one. Yep. Yeah, I was excited, you know, was, we we're going to roll into Texas and the very first thing, Julia, we were going to do was go to the presidential library and I remember we pulled in the parking lot and I thought, hey, this is great because the parking lot was empty. Yeah, we got we, a, yeah. we didn't get any pre-tickets. No. We just thought we'd go and get in. We never had a problem before. So no, we we've been to a few of the presidential libraries in California. Always drove there, walked right in. Thought this would be the same, yeah. especially when the parking lot was almost empty. Completely empty. There was like nobody there. So that was our first, hmm, this is kind of odd moment. So we got to the library itself. You just walk through, you know, an entrance area. And the library was looked magnificent on the outside. It was quite a large building. Mm-hmm. It looked to me very pristine and very well kept, just a nice building. And got to the front and the second that you had gotten there, there was a security guard there who asked you if you had reservations. Reservations? Why would I need that? There's nobody here. Yes. And sure enough, we did not because we didn't think we needed it. So we were not able to get in initially without the reservation. Now, this is COVID time. So things were different. They were spacing out reservations to keep a limited amount of people from entering into the library at the same time. Yeah. Now, so just for, I guess, transparency, this trip happened about five months before we're recording this podcast. As you've been listening, there's been things happening that have kind of threw us off schedule. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's the same today or not. And I think that you know, the one big tip is if you're planning to go to this library, do check in advance about 
if there's any crowd control that they're doing and you know get a feel for if it's going to be helpful to have tickets reserved in advance because our first day as you mentioned we didn't have tickets in advance and even though it seemed that the place was fairly empty we got turned away and um, we did, I think when we were there before we left, we were able to get tickets for the next day. We did. We got yeah. tickets for the next day and we figured we would come back. And we did. We did mm-hmm. do that. We are going to visit as many presidential libraries as we can, regardless of who they were affiliated with. We think that history itself is important and it's something that I like to expand to all areas of our country and even expand out to other countries' histories if they have some kind of connection to us. So uh, I have no problem entering any presidential library regardless of what party this president was connected to. I mean, we've been to presidential libraries of Republican presidents. They're the ones that are closest to where we live, so that's easy. Mm -hmm. This is an example of a library that represents a president who is part of the Democrat Party. Oh, I and, I, de- I want to go to the JFK yeah, library. Yeah. I'm so, that would be so awesome. Yeah. And I think for all of these libraries, for me, it's not so much about the party and that whole thing. It's more about the history because mm-hmm. you get a sense of here's what happened during those years, those moments in time. And there are things that like this particular library you and I would have been just born just about, right? But there was things that we saw in there that were reminiscent, I think, of our childhoods. Mm -hmm. And so there's that bit of nostalgia factor. There's that, and there's also the presentation of every library that we've entered into, which has not been a lot, I will say. But when we enter into it, the presentations have been very, very fair and balanced. I mean, Mm -hmm. I haven't seen anything that was over the top at all. It's just trying to present the history of that time. Yeah, and you get a sense of here's what was going on in mm-hmm. the nation, in the world during that time. And a library like this is also going to give you the story of how did this leader at that point in time navigate through those things that were... I think every president has things that become unexpected You know, after they enter office. There, there's always some world event that happens and they've got to navigate through it. And we got a chance to see what LBJ did through his presidency. You also see their childhood. Um, They will present their childhood and what shaped them Mm -hmm. as they were growing up. So that did influence their decisions also. So it's one of those things I love to go see because there's so much I don't know in this world. There's, I mean, immense amount of information I am not aware of. And these are chances for me to get get a little bit more mm-hmm. of that history. Yeah, and this was done well, I thought. You know, there was yeah. a very multimedia, so, you know, some stuff to read, some stuff yeah. to watch, some stuff to look at. The exhibit includes a presidential limousine. It has a depiction of the Oval Office back in 1963. Uh, it talks about the White House years during that time when LBJ was uh, living there. They have an LBJ animatronic, which was kind of cool. I, mm-hmm. I like that. Kind of an, a modern day look at LBJ. It kind of reminded yeah. me of the um, great moments with Mr. Lincoln at Disney. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. It was really cool. Um, it also talked about Lady Bird Johnson, who had immense influence on her husband during these years in his presidency. Yeah. So that was cool, too. Yeah, And she also left a legacy for the city of Austin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
We would recommend about three hours for your visit. It was a large building and it had a lot of displays. So give yourself time and absolutely well worth the stop. Yep. And if you happen to have the National Parks passport book, this is one of the places that's connected to that whole system of places to visit. And you can get a stamp for your book, which I did. Mm -hmm. One more, one by one, (laughs) fill it up. Yeah. So again, check out in advance if you need tickets. We didn't think about that for this one. And we've talked over a couple of years we've been doing this on the podcast. Sometimes there's places you can just walk into. And every now and then there's a place you visit where you wouldn't even think that a ticket in advance would be necessary. And sometimes that decision turns out to be wrong as it was for us in this case. Yeah. And then we step back, readjust, do what you need to do. But it'll, it'll work out always in the end. Yeah. The next thing we visited in Austin was the Texas state capitol. And as Texas likes big things, the capital is no exception. It's the largest state capital in the United States as measured by square footage. You'll find guided tours available here from Monday through Friday, and we took advantage of one of those. And they were free. Yeah. If you take the tour, you can access key areas of the capital and learn about the building, Texas history, and the state legislature. And Julie, my cough's coming back, so... Cough is coming back. Round out the Texas state capitol for us. Today's my six-week anniversary of coming down with COVID. Much, much better, but still not out of the woods, and this cough is... uh, It's dogging me. So we met for our tour in the South Foyer, and you can take uh, pictures. You have photography during the tour. We found that the narration on the tour was really, really good. She was very informative, and she kind of just rounded out the whole tour and brought things all together. Mm -hmm. And what was interesting, I thought, was that she was actually from California. Yeah. (laughs) So she came to Texas and she wanted something to do, so she started working for the Capitol and gave tours. Yeah, it, was it, was, a it was fantastic. Great docent. Yeah. Uh, it took us about three hours at our time at the Capitol. The tour wasn't three hours, but it took us about three hours. We walked around, looked through the Capitol, around the Capitol grounds. Again, take your time. There's so much there, mm-hmm. and we really in, enjoyed our time just, just strolling around the outside of the Capitol also. Yeah, it's kind of right at the, um, I think it's like the north end of the downtown area, impressive building so another interesting place to add to your itinerary if you're new in austin i'm glad that we saw it well they also had a uh, little museum too on the site on the capitol site so there was a little museum there that gave a little history of austin too if you're interested in that that's right yeah so that's part of how we filled up our three hours so we had the guided tour the kind of self guided museum that we did all the statuary on the outside with explanations of why they were there and what their meaning was Mm -hmm. um let's not forget that this part of the country was part of the confederacy so there's a lot of different statuary that is linked to the confederacy so it was very very interesting tells that history and we need to remember we need to remember complete history yep yep When we were done with the Texas State Capitol, we headed south down Congress Avenue and just strolled through the downtown. Which we love to do. 
memories of that stroll. Yeah, yeah. It was so different from San Antonio. Very different. Yeah, it, it, it mean, felt more urban to me, more mm-hmm. kind of like that city vibe that I think about when we go to Los Angeles. It was more, it felt more like that. More like that, but not Los Angeles vibe. But it was more of a very modern, big city vibe. Mm-hmm. But still a very enjoyable. We... Just walked and walked and yeah. walked and looked at, you know, different sites. And, you know, they have some old buildings there because it is older than California. Yeah. So. And we stopped into one in particular, mm-hmm. which was the St. Mary Catholic Cathedral. Yeah. And it's a Gothic revival style. And it was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. So we saw that as we were walking down Congress Avenue. But as we were taking that stroll, I mean, in my head, when I think about Austin, I think about a music city. Yeah. And having been to other music yeah. cities like a New Orleans, my ears were open and I'm listening for where's the music because yeah. I'm expecting to hear music. It is a big music city. Yeah. And we walked down, though, when we were there from the Capitol building, past the river, down Congress Avenue, didn't see a single it's music not- establishment, didn't hear anything. Nope. I guess the closest that we got on that part of the walk to music was when we arrived at the Stevie Ray Vaughan statue, which was yeah. on our list of things to go see. It was on your list of things to see, yeah. yes. So if you... I had no idea. You you had just kind of found that. But it was pretty cool. I mean... Which was cool. The Stevie Ray Vaughan statue. Yeah. If you're So if you're a music fan, and particularly of rock and roll and the blues, then it seems taking a walk over to this Stevie Ray Vaughan statue is a must. Yeah, we were listening to Stevie Ray Vaughan in the car as we were taking our drive into Austin, and it kind of set the mood. Mm-hmm. You, you were kind of setting my mood because I had no idea. Mm. You had mentioned the statue, but yeah. I had no idea what to expect. Yeah, so and It was quite a walk, too. Mm-hmm. It was a long walk. Yeah, another musician that was lost way too early in his yeah. career. Yeah, yeah. Great music, too. Yeah, but you know, a place you can stop for a few photographs and um, a place where you can remember this great guitarist. We had a map. Of Austin. And Austin is kind of sectioned off. And there's a section of Austin that is more specifically for the music scene. I think several different sections, not Congress Avenue per se. Not Congress Avenue, but there's off of Congress Avenue in certain sections. That's where you're going to find a bit of the music scene. I think the music scene must start in the evening more so because we didn't catch any of that while well, we were taking that almost, morning walk out right. of the out of the capital area. But I think one tip would be if you want to go to Austin and soak up some of the music, you'd be well served if you in advance do some homework of where the establishments are yeah. so that you're not just kind of wandering blind like yeah, we wanna, were. You want to find those those hopping places yeah. that people love the most and because it is really fun, really fun. We did when, find a bar. Yeah, so when we were walking back to the car, yeah. we decided let's take some different streets because Congress Avenue did not give us the music surprise. Right. So we found ourselves on 6th Street. And we found some place where we heard music coming mm. out. I said, okay, this is it. We're going to stop here. And it was called Friends Bar. And inside the bar, there was a trio 
And we stopped, went in, enjoyed ourselves a beer mm-hmm. and listened to the music and we had a really good time. Yeah, and that band and I don't remember their name. I don't either, but they, they did were doing their own music, which was really nice. They were really, really good. Yeah. They did some covers too, like some uh, yeah, yeah. some jazz songs. Yeah. Like um they even did like Bye Bye Blackbird. Yes. Um, and, oh, and I loved it. Yeah. It was so good. And it was a uh, electric guitarist, a bass player and a drummer. And uh, they were they were great. Yeah. Yeah. So so highly recommend if you are a music fan, find those places where the music scene is hopping, and uh, enjoy that because it's it's really fun. Yeah. So I'm glad that before we left Austin, we were able to find some music and enjoy that in this uh, very famous American music town. So we were only in Austin for a day and a half, and that's kind of what we did. If we had more time couple of things we learned about there's a place called the cathedral of junk yep sanford and son could only dream of such a collection yep we hear it's still a work in progress that's made up of about 60 tons of discarded items and it began getting put together in 1989 a little bit to the dismay of neighbors who have filed complaints with the city, but it's still available for visiting but apparently you need an appointment so if you want to see something eclectic if you're in Austin, the Cathedral of Junk may be right up your alley. You can also visit the South by Southwest Festival, which is something that we didn't have available during our visit. But if you are a music fan, you may want to plan a visit to Austin during this annual SXSW Festival. It started in 1987 and it has continued to grow in scope and size. The next festival happens in March. There's a couple of interesting things that happen in Texas that are music-related. I think many music fans have heard about South by Southwest. It's on a lot of people's radars. If you like rock, if you like blues, modern music, South by Southwest is a fantastic event. The other thing that happens in Texas, not in Austin, but I think in uh, Fort Worth, Dallas, that we were just watching a couple of days ago, and I think it's every four years. This is a classical music event, mm. and it's one of the preeminent piano events in the world. And oh, it's Van the Clyburn. Van. Yeah. That, this would be the Van Clyburn Piano Competition. Competition. Yeah. And we've just been putting it on YouTube and playing certain competitors. Yeah, because I yeah. think this is the first year that they've streamed the entire competition. Yeah. Wow. And amazing. Yeah. I mean, amazing. Talk, talk about monsters of music. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Texas offers something for everybody when it comes to music. So we stayed in a B&B while we were near Austin. We did not stay in Austin it's, itself. We stayed in a place called Pflugerville. You want to spell that one? P-F-L-U-G-E-R-Ville, V-I-L-L-E. Yeah, yeah. It was the Plantation House Boutique Inn. Yeah, so what do you think of that place, Julie? So so it's funny that you, you mentioned that the other day, and I totally forgot about it. I have no idea why I would forget about this place, because it was the absolute gem of a and b that I have ever been to, ever. And it was a plantation house. I mean, it literally was a mm-hmm. plantation house with... Lots of land that surrounded it, mostly in the front. They had this long, long driveway up to this gorgeous, gorgeous plantation house um, that was totally redone. The hosts of this plantation house were Lu- Luana and Norris, 
And they were fantastic. Yeah. They made us feel so welcome. The room that we stayed in was absolutely gorgeous. It was wonderful. Very well done. It was an upstairs room. It was very large. It had a bath, a very, very large bathroom attached to it. The bathroom had a shower with two shower heads in it. It was just huge. It had this beautiful clawfoot tub. It was gorgeous. It was absolutely gorgeous. There was a balcony off of that Mm -hmm. that overlooked the the grounds. We had an incredible breakfast of some kind of German pancake. She had said what it was, but I can't remember. She had these homemade cookies available in the room. She also had them in a hallway that had an espresso machine available if you wanted coffee at any point. It was just fabulous. So if you ever are in this area, I would highly recommend this Plantation House Boutique Inn in Pflugerville. So my poor husband, he has a cough that just doesn't seem to go away. I'm trying to get out my thoughts (laughs) and I can't. So So here's his thoughts. Telegraphed it to Julie. Yes. So his thoughts are... It was by far in all the B&Bs that we've stayed at over the years, the best that we've ever stayed at. And and I would wholeheartedly agree with yeah. that. I would go back just to stay at this place. Yes, and probably just to stay there. Spend the day or a couple of days there. Yeah. It was fantastic. I mean, it had a pool. You could sit on the balcony, go into that bathroom and just soak in that tub or get that shower head waterfall just floating over you. And you just, it's just such a relaxing place. Yep. So yes, I would, I would agree with you on that. So let's go over some fun facts. That let's, might be just me. It might be just gonna... you because I can't seem to get five words out. Yes. Bats. Bats in Austin. It's the largest urban bat colony in the North America. During spring and summer, about one and a half million Mexican free-tailed bats migrate to Austin and emerge from under the Congress Avenue Bridge every night. We did. We crossed that bridge. Mm-hmm. Tourists and residents wait for this event every year, and they watch it with just absolute spectacular amazement yeah. it's just it's got to be we got to go back just yeah. for that we've seen that on tv before on yeah. tv but yeah. i mean being there has got to be incredible yeah and we'll stay at the the bnb yes we'll yeah. stay there the barton springs salamander lives only in austin it is unique to the barton springs segment of the edwards aquifier unlike most salamanders this endangered species retains gills throughout its adult life Let's talk about Eeyore. Eeyore. Austin celebrates Eeyore's birthday. That is so cool. Mm -hmm. Austin has celebrated the birthday of this fictional character from Winnie the Pooh since 1963. A very good year. (laughs) Eeyore's birthday party usually happens on the last Saturday of April. Take note. Attendees arrive in colorful costumes and are entertained by live music and very large drum circles. Okay, that's another reason we have to go back to Austin. Mm-hmm. You can close this out because I can't even do that. We hope you have heard some things that will help you plan your future visit to Austin. If you're not subscribing to us yet, just take a minute and subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite source of podcasts and catch up on our future episodes. And we would really appreciate it if you left us a review. You can also follow our adventures most weeks... And this would be on our YouTube channel at the places where we go. 
Yeah, we've been more consistent this year on our YouTube channel than on the, the podcast. And we'll see next time you join us. Hopefully, I'll be able to speak more than five words without breaking into cough. Yes, and you can talk about anything that we missed. So thank you for joining us again on this episode of The Places Where We Go. And Julie, thank you for carrying the load yet one more week as I'm continuing this. This is the last week this cough needs to go. It does need to go. Yes. Yes. May you all be free from COVID because <laughs> it has sucked. <laughs> well, bye for now, and we hope to see you at The Places Where We Go. Bye. If you have any comments or information to share with us about travel, you can write to us at comments at theplaceswherewego.com. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Instagram as The Places Where We Go. You can find us on Twitter as The Places Where One, the number one. And you can watch our travel adventures on YouTube, where our channel name is The Places Where We Go. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you at the places where we go. See you next time. Bye now.